This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Christian artists know their talents are God-given. They use their abilities to celebrate God's joy on earth with their creations. Some are web designers, others are bakers, there are photographers and filmmakers, there are calligraphers, and many others. But many are now being forced into making unpleasant choices. Some want to force these artists to make creations celebrating things that go against the very core of their religious beliefs. Take, for example, Russian Nib Studio. The studio makes custom hand-painted, hand-lettered stationery for weddings and all of life's important moments. But the artists, Brianna Kosky and Joanna Duca, are devoted Christians. They accept no work that violates their Christian values. Based in Phoenix, they fear the city's non-discrimination ordinance might force them to make wedding invitations celebrating gay marriage. They asked the court to rule on this issue. And on Wednesday... They got the bad news. Not only must they create gay wedding announcements if they do any for traditional marriage, but they couldn't even state their objections on their website. Essentially, they're being told they must violate their religious beliefs or go out of business. Brush and Nib is one of the cases undertaken by Alliance Defending Freedom. I speak with ADF Senior Counsel Jonathan Scruggs about what's at stake in this case on today's World Luther News Digest. And now, today's Fast Track. I'm Kip Allen with today's Fast Track. The youngest victim of the mass shooting at the First Baptist Church in the small town of Sutherland Springs, Texas, wasn't even yet born. A state law passed in 2003 requires that the fetus Crystal Holcomb was carrying when she was fatally shot Sunday, along with other worshipers at the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs, be counted like the other victims, who, authorities say numbered 26 and ranged in age up to 77. Holcomb was in her eighth month of pregnancy. With the death of her unborn child, the death toll now stands at 27. Tim Hetzter of Lutheran Church Charities arrived in Texas yesterday afternoon to meet up with six Lutheran Church Charities canine comfort dogs who will be on the ground serving the community of Sutherland Springs. They'll bring comfort and compassion to the victims' families, those present at the church, first responders, and the community at large. Three Texas-based houses of worship were in federal court yesterday, challenging FEMA's No Churches Need Apply Aid policy following the devastation of Hurricane Harvey. In Harvest Family Church versus FEMA, the three churches involved, like hundreds of flooded and damaged churches across Texas and other hurricane-devastated regions, have been denied access to FEMA's disaster relief simply because they are religious organizations. A ruling in this case will decide whether churches, synagogues, mosques, and other houses of worship across the nation will be allowed to apply for FEMA disaster relief grants. Houses of worship were among the first responders in Hurricane Harvey's after and they continue providing aid to their communities as they rebuild. Yet FEMA continues discriminating against churches while at the same time using their buildings as relief staging centers. The hearing took place in Houston Federal Court yesterday and the ruling is expected in the coming month. 
The University of Notre Dame told its employees yesterday that they'll continue receiving no-cost birth control coverage in a reversal from what the university told its faculty and staff last week. The Roman Catholic University in northern Indiana sent an email to employees stating that its insurance provider is continuing offering contraceptive coverage not funded by the university. This is World Lutheran News Digest. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. My guest today is Mr. Jonathan Scruggs, who's with the Alliance Defending Freedom. Mr. Scruggs, could you say a little bit about yourself and a bit about ADF? Sure. My name is Jonathan Scruggs. I'm a senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom. I've been an attorney with ADF. Uh, for 11 years, and ADF is an organization that is devoted to protecting the right of people to live out their faith in all areas of life, whether it be in their business or in the public square. We have seen in recent years, especially since the Obergefell decision legalizing gay marriage, a number of attacks on Christian artisans who do everything from cake making to floral arrangements to what have you, who have said that they cannot, in good conscience, do anything that would celebrate gay marriage. One of the latest victims of this, if you will, are two young Christian women who reside in the state of, uh, of Arizona, in Phoenix specifically. That was Joanna Duca and Brianna Kosky, who have formed, an, uh, formed a company called Brush and Nib Studio, where they specialize in designing custom announcements for special events. What's happened here? I understand that they could even be facing jail time. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Joanna and Brianna, they met the two young ladies. Um, they met at, at church, and they're wanting to use their artistic skills in a way that honors God. And so they decided to start this art studio together. Uh, and they do a whole host of things. Uh, Joanna is the calligrapher, and Brianna's the painter. And they do amazing work, whether it be wedding invitations or full paintings, uh, signs, uh, just some really amazing artwork they put together. Uh, but they learned about a law in Phoenix that would require them that if they do any of these uh, art works for an opposite sex wedding, they'd have to do the same, promoting a same-sex wedding. And that violated their beliefs, but this law really has some severe uh, penalties, up to uh, six months in jail. Uh, for every day, they refuse to, or they decline uh, to comply with the law. So in light of that, they filed a lawsuit and just said to the court, hey, court, you know, does this law do what we think it does? Does it law require us to violate our beliefs? And it really is an egregious attack on religious freedom because imagine, for example, they uh, make signs for weddings uh, with Bible verses on them. They would have to do the same applying that and promoting same-sex weddings. Things from like Mark 10, for example, where Jesus talks about what marriage is. And they said, hey, we just can't do that. We serve all people. We're happy to uh, make artwork for someone from the LGBT community, but we just can't promote a message that violates our faith. So they've filed this lawsuit and are now pursuing uh, their remedies in court. I also understand that the ordinance in, in question here also forbids them from even explaining their religious beliefs about marriage on the website. 
That, that's right. Another egregious part of this law is that it not just requires them uh, to make artwork promoting a same-sex marriage, but there's a provision that says that they can't publish any statement uh, that implies that someone is unwelcome or unsolicited or uh, uh, unacceptable because of their sexual orientation. Now, those well, that language is so vague that no one really knows what it means. Uh, could someone putting up on their website with a statement that says, hey, I believe in traditional marriage, I believe in marriage between, uh, between a man and a woman, would that make someone else feel unwelcome or unacceptable? It could very well do that. And that's a really problematic aspect of the law, that it's re- restricting what they can put on their own website. It seems to me that it's not. It, there's several egregious First Amendment violations here. First of all, the religious belief that marriage is between one man and one woman is a common mainstream Christian, Jewish, Islamic belief. This is not something that is that is just flaky out of some out of out of a left field or right field. Secondly. Over and above the practice of religion, there is the practice of free speech. And they are, the, the law is saying, and the court has reaffirmed, that they may not say why they, why they uh, do not approve of gay marriage. And thirdly, it says that they must speak. They must actually do an artistic creation, which is, in a sense, forced speech, coerced speech. Yeah, I think that, that's exactly right. All those three aspects makes uh, their situation especially problematic. And it's important to note that you know these women are not vindictive. They're not. They don't discriminate in any way. They're happy to serve and love anyone who comes in their door, uh, regardless of who they are. But for them, it doesn't matter who comes in the door. It matters what message they're asking to be to promote. And they can't affirm certain messages, just like anyone. Uh, else could, you know. So the the principles that Joanna and and, and Brianna are seeking to protect would protect everybody, uh, not just people of faith, even. Uh, but you know, for example, a a lesbian web designer uh, shouldn't be forced to make a website uh, criticizing same sex marriage. Uh, the government shouldn't be able to do that, and that's really the same principle that's going on here. The government should not force any American. Uh, to promote beliefs they disagree with. Well, now we've seen a number of cases like this, and uh, the Supreme Court has finally agreed to hear the case of uh, Masterpiece Cake Shop, where there is the gentleman who makes custom wedding cakes, who has refused to make one for a gay marriage. And uh, this has gone up through the Colorado state system and now is before the U.S. Supreme Court, which will hear oral arguments in December. This is a virtually similar case from what I can read. The only difference is that this one's going up right now through the state courts of uh, Arizona rather than through the federal system. Yeah, that's essentially right. I mean, and obviously the the medium is different. You've got a a cake designer uh, versus uh, this painting and art studio. But the arguments are really the same, uh, and the principles are really the same, that should someone be forced to promote uh, a, a ritual, a religious ceremony that violates their beliefs, and this is a question the Supreme Court's going to take on directly. The oral argument is December 5th, and it's going to be a huge case uh, that decides very important principles about religious liberty, about freedom of speech and freedom of expression, and really about what type of society that we want to live in. Do we want to be in a society that tolerates differing views, or do we want to be a society that where the government can crush dissent and crush disagreement uh, just because of that message. So, 
it's a, a very important case that we're uh, very proud to represent Jack Phillips in and, and defend his right uh, and the rights of, again, all Americans to live and work consistent with their beliefs. Well, I know a couple of other cases are actually riding on the coattails, if you will, of Masterpiece Cake Shop. We've got Sweet Cakes by Melissa. Uh, we've got Arlene's Flowers. Same situation. They're all waiting to see what the Supreme Court decision is going to be before they carry it any, any further. Is that the case as well with Brush and Nib? Will it be affected by the Supreme Court ruling? Well, it's hard to say. It could and it could not. It really depends on what ma- the masterpiece decision rules. One difference is uh, in Russian Nib, it's uh, based off of Arizona state law, uh, which could be slightly different. But the masterpiece cake shop, everyone listens to the Supreme Court. Uh, so it, it will make a big difference. And not just for the cases you mentioned, there are even more cases, such as a case involving a web designer in Colorado, 303 Creative, uh, is is challenging the same law that's being used against Jack Phillips and Masterpiece Cake Shop. Another case in Minnesota, Telescope Media Group is a film production studio, and they are asking, hey, does the law require us to promote films uh, that uh, promote same-sex marriage? Because that is against their religious beliefs. So there are really a host of these cases across the country that show it's not just about, Jack's case isn't just about uh, wedding cakes. It's really about the freedom of these creative artists and really the freedom of everyone uh, to choose what messages they can and cannot promote. Well, for example, in the case of Jack Phillips with Masterpiece Cake Shop, a number of things he will not do and ha- that he's been asked to do in the past would be a cake celebrating Halloween, which he won't do. Uh, a cake uh, announcing a divorce, which he will not do. A uh, cake that has alcohol in it, which he will not do. A uh, cake that he would regard as lewd, for example, for a bachelor party, he will not do. And I, I don't really see where this is different. I suppose. Suppose that there is the claim made that somehow this is involves a protected class that deserves some extra protect, uh, extra protection, if you will, from the law. Is that how this works? Yeah, and I think that's a really good question. I think your question goes to and highlights the fact that Jack and these clients are not singling out you know gay people. They don't dislike people from the LGBT community. They don't do. A, a bunch of messages. They can't promote a bunch of messages that violate their faith. I think of Brush and Nib, the two young ladies. They won't do any type of work that promotes strip clubs, for example, because they view that as denigrating women. Um, so it's a, it's a wide variety of messages. And the thing is about these protected classes, the nature of these laws are called public accommodation laws, and they've expanded over time uh, to what is protected in them. So, for example, some cities list political beliefs as protected classes. So that means that, you know, in a sense, some uh, cities and some jurisdictions could require you to, for example, a Democratic speechwriter to write a speech for a Republican candidate. So there's nothing, uh, you know, sacrosanct about these laws. Governments can almost put any type of protected class they want to. Well, the key here, though, is it's not about the protected class. Uh, Mr. Phillips and these clients won't promote any message that violates their faith. It doesn't matter who requests that message. And that's just such an important point to make. Well, I know also in Colorado, there were several cases where uh, gay marriage, or pardon me, where uh, gay cake shops were asked to create cakes that affirmed uh, marriage between a man and a woman, and they refused. And those are legal. Exactly. And that's one of our arguments to the Supreme Court is, 
hey, Colorado is not playing fair. Uh, they, or, or we like to say that the, the religious person always loses because they were forcing Jack, the religious cake designer, to make cakes that violate his beliefs. Uh, yet they're allowing shops to turn away religi- other uh, religious people who want to promote their religious viewpoint. So it just doesn't seem fair. It doesn't make much sense. Uh, and that's one of the main arguments in uh, the Masterpiece Cake Shop case. Uh, wouldn't that also affect the 14th Amendment, equal, equal protection? And essentially, yes. And our free exercise clause has a lot of equal protection principles in it that the, uh, the free exercise clause stands for the fact that the government can't play favorites when it respect to religious beliefs. So you can't single out religious beliefs or target them in the application of laws. And that's what we think Colorado is doing here by saying, hey, religious believers always lose. Uh, that's not an equal playing field. Well, here in Missouri recently, we actually won a case before the Supreme Court, that of Trinity uh, of, of uh, Trinity Lutheran Church of Columbia, which was rejected for a grant that would have resurfaced a, uh, a playground with rubberized uh, that with a rubberized covering. The argument that was raised was that well, government may be neutral toward religion; they cannot be hostile toward religion. And I'm wondering if this particular ruling would also apply to the Masterpiece Cake and to, of course, to uh, Niven Brush. Yeah, it could. And again, I think it's more evident uh, by the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, by the fact of the bakers that you've said, that uh, Trinity Lutheran case stands for the fact, as you noted, that the government's got to be neutral. It can't play favorites. Uh, And we think that's what's happening here uh, against Jack Phillips. You know, and we can't underestimate the fact that this is such a burden on these people. Their choice is so difficult. They're facing things like I either go to jail or I have to give up my dream of doing what I want to do. I have to close my business. The situation with Baron Stutzman in Florida, uh, they are uh, the, the the government and the two the same sex couple are suing her. Or, or let me rephrase that: the same sex couple is not just in her capacity as a business; she has a business, but in her personal capacity. So they are going after her house, her four hundred one k, her uh, her personal assets. So for her, everything is on the line uh, of these laws, and people in reality, people call us all the time saying, hey, I've got to leave the business. I've got to close down my cake design shop. I've got to leave and give up on my dream because I can't promote a message that goes to the core and it goes against the core of who I am. It seems to me, you know, the, the Bill of Rights means what it says or it doesn't. And I, I don't understand the opposition here. Well, I think it just goes to, it's, when you barrel down into it, it, it doesn't make much sense. Um, uh, don't get me wrong, I think people on the other side are afraid of uh, saying, oh, if these people can can do this, can promote only messages they choose to promote, then that opens the door to widespread discrimination. But that's just not true, uh, because these clients are not discriminating. These these clients are not uh, like the people in Jim Crow South who are saying, you know, no, I will not serve anybody in my restaurant. Uh, this That is not the situation. These people, like Jack Phillips uh, and Joanna and Brianna, love to serve all people, regardless of who it is. They just can't promote a certain message. You think everyone should be able to get on board with that. But unfortunately, in our day and age, when the message 
kind of covers the topic of marriage, that the rules seem to bend and change. And that's unfortunate, and that's something that we're hopeful the Supreme Court will rectify. Well, one thing I find ironic, uh, I remember going into the Obergefell decision, uh, the other side was saying, well, how can my marriage, being a gay person, affect you? Well, now we know. Yeah, for, uh, for sure. It's affecting these clients in degrees we can't even comprehend in the sense of forcing them out of their business or either forcing them to, can you imagine the burden on your face, forcing yourself to write out uh, Bible verses promoting a same-sex marriage when that that view goes cuts across of what you believe or the alternative saying you've got to leave the business you can't do what you love you've got to close you've got to shut down your only source of income you've got to change your uh life change your profession change your calling just because of these laws uh that's definitely a huge effect and we're really reaping reaping what has happened over the past few years, and these clients are really on the front lines of that burden. I read an article recently that uh, said that there is a difference between freedom of worship and freedom of religion. The language here is very, very important. The old Soviet Constitution, even under Stalin, had a clause saying that freedom of worship was guaranteed. However, that meant restricted solely to the house of worship. You couldn't take it outside the house of worship. Where our First Amendment says specifically freedom of religion, says specifically the free exercise thereof. And that's a very, very important difference. And I have heard uh, secular forces in this country use that expression freedom of worship. I think it's very insidious. I agree. It's, it's definitely a narrative that we encounter all the time, that even in these arguments, the other side will say, well, you can still... Uh, talk about your beliefs at church, or you can, you know, on the on the public uh, sidewalk, but you just can't bring your beliefs into your work, or you can't bring bring your beliefs into public debate, and that's just goes that's just wrong. It goes squarely against, as you noted, our Constitution, which protects the right of people not just to believe things inside their head, but to go tell others about them, to go and live it out and what they do and how they work and how they interact with others to go and try to convince others in the public square, in the marketplace. You know, for all our clients, they view that as imperative that God has called them to go into the marketplace and and live out their faith. That's why they treat their customers with respect and dignity. But it's also the same reason why they can't promote certain messages. And if we take that away, if we rewrite the Constitution in a way that really withdraws that protection of religious exercise and religious expression, then that really will be a great harm to our democracy. I think you're right in that area. Uh, We are also seeing, well, something that has risen, has, has arisen really in the last few years, this concept of hate speech and hate groups. And this is one way I'm seeing of shutting down an argument. Well, I don't have to debate you to prove my point of view because you're a hater. Therefore, anything you have to say is not legitimate. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, that is another kind of common technique people use, especially on the Internet, just to say, well, you just are espousing hate beliefs. Uh, Well, there's no definition. Unfortunately, that's just a reworked term for I disagree with you, Uh, that if I disagree with you, I'm just going to label you as a hate group or label you as engaging in hate speech, which the Constitution has never allowed that. The First Amendment protects 
there's many cases that say the First Amendment protects the uh, belief that even if other people find them offensive or very disagreeable, and that's part of what makes our democracy a great thing, is that we can engage in discussion about things that go to very important topics that go to the core of who we are, topics like about marriage, topics about sex, topics about uh, how the government should work. Uh, and that may, of course, offend some people, but if you don't have that freedom, you can't really uh, – you can't engage with each other. You can't live in that democracy. And that's what I was saying earlier about – that's what the Masterpiece Cake Shop is really about. It's really about – what type of country do we want to live in? What type of democracy do we want to live in? Do we want to live in a place where, you know, people can disagree that, you know, I, someone can walk into uh, Jan- Joanna and Brianna's art studio and they say, hey, I can't, uh, I love you, but I can't promote this message. Is that the type of place we want to be in? Or we want to be in a place where the government comes in and says, no, you've got to create this artwork and, or we're going to shut you down. Uh, we're going to squash your beliefs. Doesn't seem like a good, uh, a good scenario. Well, for example, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate is very firm on certain beliefs. For example, we believe life begins at conception. Abortion is wrong. We believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. I know there are people who don't agree with either position. But the Synod, me personally, and the Synod as an organization, would never try to shut down a person from opposing us. We want to convince them. We want to show them the, the truth of the gospel. We don't want to force them. Exactly. And, and that's the same, again, that hypothetical I, I posed earlier. We want to protect the right of the web, the lesbian web designer not to require her to make a website for a church, for example, that criticizes same-sex marriage. Uh, that web, web designer shouldn't have to do that. Uh, or an atheist shouldn't have to, who's a for-hire musician, shouldn't have to sing at a church event, right? Because that violates the core of that atheist belief. That seems to be a, a principle that should work on all sides because it's equal, it's fair, everyone's rights should be protected, and that's really all we're seeking in these cases. Well, Mr. Scruggs, we're coming to the end of this program now. Uh, what is next for Brush and Nib? Are they just waiting now for the Supreme Court decision, or are they carrying this further? You know, the case is going on. So far, they've uh, received a, a poor decision at the lower court, and they're going to file a notice of appeal to the Arizona Appellate Court. And we're very hopeful that their arguments will be vindicated there, and the Arizona Appellate Court will protect the rights of these artists and all people in Arizona to choose what messages they can and can't promote. Well, Mr. Scruggs, I want to thank you personally for the work you do and for Alliance Defending Freedom. Thank you so much. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.